0: As the day ended, the Russians huddled together near a dim fire and warmed their hands. They didn't stay long. Some had already returned to their cabins. The rest stayed until they couldn't take it any longer. Only half a dozen men remained. Sergey was one of them. He looked back to the fence and let his dreams take over. He wasn't afraid anymore. It was just the fence now. He could do it now and get it over with. Why wait until morning? Sergey inched forward, closer and closer. But it still didn't feel right. And then, as if on cue, Kurt and the other German guard took Sergei by his arms and dragged him across the camp. His fellow Russian prisoners silently stared and crossed themselves. Sergey expected the firing squad. He pictured how it would look, albeit he thought it many times before. He imagined the wall and the red bricks, and he couldn't tell if it would end right then and there, or by some sick measure he had to suffer a few seconds more. It wasn't the bullets he was concerned about. It was the hard fall down to the pavement. That would do him all right. That was the real pain. Sergei closed his eyes. To his surprise, he was still alive. He found himself on the German side of the prison in the storage cabin on the far end. The guards let him in the door, closed it, and then left. A minute of absolute hell followed, and Sergey looked all over and adjusted his eyes to the darkness of the cabin. His hands shook. His heart pounded. Then he heard a voice. It was soft but stern. Relax. Sergey peered and saw the shadow. Relax, the voice repeated. Sergei looked again, and Hans's face emerged through the dusk into the light. Good evening, Sergei. Hans made his way forward and outstretched his hand. Sergei refused. Hans withdrew his hand and hinted at the chair. He sat down and slowly waited for Sergei to do the same. He waited. Sergei did not move. What do you want from me? said Sergei. I have something that belongs to you. I wanted to return it. Have a seat, won't you? It took some time, but Sergei finally took it to the chair, sat down, and breathed slowly from his mouth. Why am I here? Hans reached near the fireplace, swiped his hands on the shelf, and retrieved the journal. I believe this is yours. He placed the journal on the table, then slid at the cross. I read it all, and I figured I'd return it to its rightful owner." Sergei kept his hands at bay. His eyes grew wide, resembling a deer fallen into deep water. It was quite good. Some of it was beautiful. Other parts, well, it's your story. Hans put his hands on the table and rested his back on the chair. Sergei could only stare. We've met before. I'm sure you remember. I remember. Let's not get ahead of ourselves uh, we have all night. What do you mean? I've invited you here to share supper with me. Why? Because I want to Well, I kindly refuse. Sergei sneered, got up from his chair and headed for the door. Hans frowned and picked up the journal. I respect your decision, but you must remember. Sergei stopped in mid-stride. I've read every page. I know what you're going to do in the morning. Sergei let go his grip from the knob. Then he turned and stepped forward. It looks like you have a question, said Hans. Sergei studied Hans's face. Certain things stood out. The wrinkles on his forehead, his scarred lip and his clear blue eyes. He seemed hurt, hollow, and resigned. Then Sergei found the words. You like to torture yourself, don't you? Come again, said Hans. You've had me here for five minutes, and I'm still here. You could have killed me a hundred times by now, but I'm still alive. Hans went silent. Why? Sergey repeated. Sergey dipped his head, then rolled his eyes. He knew he had him. But Hans acknowledged the fact quickly and nodded. Then he stood up and drew to the window. You're right. I could kill you right now. But I don't want to. Not tonight. I'm tired, Sergey. I'm sure you are as well. Hans drew the bottle of schnapps, then returned two glasses. He placed them on the table and sat back down. He poured the schnapps into both glasses. He took one glass and handed it to Sergey, then returned to his chair. Then Hans took his glass and rested it on his knee. Now comes my offer. What offer? The offer I'm going to make to you. I'll make it fair. How's that? In the morning, when you tried to escape... I won't shoot you until you've made it over the fence. Call it a sense of fair play, but you'll have to live up to your end of the bargain. Which is, you share this meal with me, that you don't leave this cabin until dawn. That's my offer. I think it's fair enough. So you're trying to bribe me, said Sergei? No, said Hans. Hans. I simply want to share this meal. This is my gift to you. Then it's too early. Christmas is tomorrow. You're in Germany, my friend. We open up our presents Christmas Eve. You can eat alone, you know, said Sergei. I don't want to. Not tonight, said Hans. The two men said nothing further for several minutes. They were both gray and broken. Sergei looked to the door once more. "'You don't have to stay, but know this. "'I got you into this cabin for a reason. "'From here, you have more than a chance of making it over the fence. "'From your cabin, you have very little chance. "'If you return to the cabin, you first have to make it through the patrol guards.' Then you have to deal with the dogs, and by then, if you're lucky, you have less than half a minute to climb over the fence. That's not enough time, but you probably already knew that. But from here, you can make it. It's a clear break. If you wait until dawn, you'll have plenty of time. That's if, and only if, you stay here until then. Han sighed, then lit his cigarette. He took another drag, offered Sergey one, then crossed his legs. And I'll keep my word. I won't shoot until you've made it over the fence. Regardless of whether you stay or not, I'll be up in that tower at dawn, and you'll be climbing that fence. It's up to you, Sergey. So they sat in their chairs and sipped at their glasses and let the moment pass. They said nothing to each other as they watched the sun fade through the chip glass of the window. They finished their glasses and turned their attention to the groan fire. Hans handed over the basket of bread, and Sergei took the bread and ate it slowly. The terms were accepted. What are we having? Pardon? This meal I'm supposed to share with you. What are we having? Goose. Goose? Yes. Where is it? It's coming, said Hans. Sergey nodded. He was still baffled by the whole thing. He kept still and quiet, as did Hans. Hans closed his eyes and rested his arms on his knees. Sergei slowly did the same. He stared back at his journal, which was now tattered and stained, even worse than he remembered. He stared and stared and tried to make what little sense he could. He flipped the journal once more and examined the words he had written. It had only been last August, four months ago. He tried to remember. He read the words again and took them in whole. He started with the first page. Before the war. Before the war. So this Anya of yours, Hans said as he leaned in his chair, she must be beautiful. He read the words over took another sip from his glass, then stared into the fire.